So a little earlier in the week, we had Brett Chang from the Peak Daily on. We were talking about what was going to happen today with the U.S. Federal Reserve. To no one's surprise, it raised its key interest rate by three quarters of, of a point. The largest hike since 1994. Um, now, the Bank of Canada has upped its interest rate by half a half point two times in recent months. It's believed Governor Tiff Macklem uh, is prepared to act more. He said he will act more forcefully. Uh, now that the Fed's gone ahead with its large hike, it seems even more likely that uh, Tiff Macklem will go ahead with his at the Bank of Canada. And we're already seeing the impact of rising interest rates on the housing market here at home. Canada home sales dropped by nearly 22% since last year and almost 9% between April and May. Uh, that was numbers from the Canadian Real Estate Association released today. They say May sales cooled in three quarters of all local markets led by regions like the Lower Mainland in BC, Calgary, Edmonton, uh, the GTA, the Greater Toronto Area, and Ottawa with rising mortgage rates weighing on sales. The association now expects 568,288 uh, properties to change hands this year. That's a 14.7% decline decline from the 2021 record, uh, but still the second highest annual figure ever. Well, to clear this all up for us, I'm joined now by Sean Cathcart. Uh, he's the Canadian Real Estate Association's Senior Economist. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Hey, Ben. Interesting uh, report that we're seeing, certainly an acceleration, I guess, but uh, where where are we at in May? So uh, I, I would describe it as a very uh, quick return to more normal types of uh, conditions for the most part. Certainly the sales activity has returned from quite elevated levels uh, just a few months ago to uh, pretty much average for the month of May. Uh, and same thing on the price side of things. We've seen, uh, you know, from record growth uh, through from October of last year through February of this year to almost no growth. And we're seeing this sort of spread out a similar story right across the country, more or less. Yeah, more or less. I mean, it's a it's really an interest rate story, right? And so, um, not so much what the Bank of Canada has done so far, but what they're expected to do, uh, which is a very steep uh, and, and steepening um, uh, interest rate hiking cycle um, that you know wasn't really expected even near on this level just six months ago. And so um, when people started to expect that, uh, you get five-year fixed mortgage rates that price that in well in advance. Uh, and we had a big spike in mortgage rates and that affects people all across Canada. So what are we seeing regionally? I mean, I realize that Vancouver and Toronto, uh, the GTA, the lower mainland often drives some of this data, but uh, what kind of picture are we seeing from from east to west? Sure, well, uh, just to pick up on, on that point, you know, uh, Toronto, Vancouver are a lot more expensive than virtually anywhere else in, in Canada. And so when mortgage rates rise or when something like the stress test comes in, I can, I can get into the stress test element here because that's gone, gone up too. Um, not via OSPI changing their number, but uh, just by the contract rates that people are getting plus 200 basis points is all of a sudden in the, you know, low 6% range, as opposed to the OSFI at 5.25. And so that's been a a, a big factor. Um, So what you see is, um, you know, sales tend to go down everywhere. There's a psychological element here when things slow down very quickly, people go to the sidelines uh, and that's sort of all over the place. Um, But it's more interesting on the price side of things in places like Saskatchewan, Manitoba, the Maritimes, uh, where prices are much more relatively affordable. uh, You just don't see the same kind of hit um, because people aren't as close to their borrowing limit um, in in those places, and so um, definitely Toronto has, has been the, the the big factor here um, with the biggest sales decline. Vancouver, uh, any big CMA that's that's relatively expensive um, because it 
got a lot more expensive to borrow money. And the qualification criteria, if you're going fi- uh, fixed rate mortgage, uh, also got a lot uh, uh, tighter just in the last couple of months. So if we put this into perspective, though, compared to where we were, say, pre-pandemic or two years ago, two and a half years ago, uh, for a May, what would this look have looked like before the huge, the huge uh, heated up market that we got recently? It'd be very similar to a normal 10-year average month of May or a 2019 before COVID month of May. Um, but that's just on the, on the sales side of things. Uh, I think what's more important to, uh, to focus in on maybe is the supply side. Uh, where there's a lot less supply than there was back then. Uh, and that is sort of a, a situation that's only just started to resolve itself uh, in the last couple of months. But it's, you know, uh, I often tell people with housing cycles, it's, it, it has, you know, monthly data can jump all over the place, but um, stock variables, like the overall number of listings on the market, uh, on every market uh, MLS system in Canada is a very slow moving beast. Uh, and so the last time we were sort of anywhere near this low was 2002, and so 20 years to go all the way up and back down again. And so you can think about that in terms of uh, how long it's going to take us to sort of build back up to a more normal level of, of um, properties for people to choose from. And I think that one of the, so where the market is right now might be a little bit of an overreaction um, because that's a, a, an issue that hasn't gone away. So are you seeing potential buyers sort of also taking us, potential buyers taking a step back and potential sellers taking a step back? Well, if you're a seller, you can always give it a try and you don't have to accept any offers that you don't like. Um, but f- from a buyer's perspective, people jumping into, a, a, you know, making the biggest financial decision of their lives. Uh, oftentimes when there's some gyrations in the market and there's speculation about, um, you know, recessions and that sort of thing, uh, people will tend to go to the sidelines and, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a long, they're, they're playing the long game here. And so you, you don't need to make a move, uh, you know, sort of, uh, this month, if you, if you don't have to, and and another big factor uh, when we've seen um, you know policy changes over the last decade, the stress test, that sort of thing, and everyone wonders what's going to happen to the housing market. Even COVID was the same thing. The big money in the big cities goes to the sidelines real fast, and so that's where you sort of see that impact on the average price. You know, uh, sales in the Maritimes are chugging away like uh, like they didn't get the memo, and you know the the three, four, five. $6 million purchases in Toronto and Vancouver are, you know, not going to happen for a little while here. I mean, if we look specifically at Ontario and BC, uh, I guess a lot of what we're seeing, a lot of the shifting obviously happens in areas where there's a lot more activity going on. And those are the big spots, right? Uh, the GTA, uh, the lower mainland. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, one of the surprising ones actually uh, with the data out this month is typically when you've got an increase in borrowing costs like this, I compare the uh, increase in mortgage rates and the stress test now to when they brought the B20 stress test in in, in 2018. It's a very similar reaction. Um, it makes it harder for a lot of people to qualify for the mortgage that they, they thought that they were going to qualify for uh, just a few months before. Uh, and so a lot of people have to go back to the drawing board. It doesn't mean that they're priced out forever. Um, one of the uh, one of the differences this time around is you normally would expect, you know, activity uh, in places like Vancouver to go down more and that places like further down along the Fraser River Valley to benefit uh, because prices are lower there. But we're actually seeing the opposite uh, right now. Vancouver is sort of chugging away um, and, uh, you know, obviously fewer sales, but prices are holding up just fine. Uh, whereas we're seeing a bit more of the softness uh, in sort of the Fraser Valley, uh, Abbotsford, Chilliwack. Um, I, you know, for Ontario, uh, Toronto has taken a big hit. Um, obviously, it's it's it. You know, there's a lot of very small markets in Ontario that sort of are one giant market. <laughs> um, 
But, uh, you know, we're seeing a bit of price softness there too, uh, whereas uh, prices are holding up a lot better um, in the prairies and, and, and the Maritimes. Like I said, the places that are more affordable are going to take less of a hit when, when rates go up. I mean, we certainly saw property values in sort of what we would call bedroom communities really jump uh, during remote work. Uh, the idea that people were sort of moving out of the city. Are we seeing a reverse of that? A lot of those sort of exurban areas that you were uh, mentioning for the Fraser Valley and so on uh, outside the GTA, for instance, or just outside the GTA. Are we going to see a bit of a softening there because people's priorities are shifting now back towards uh, more urban living? Uh, I'm not. I'm not seeing anything super obvious right now. I mean, that's been, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, speculated about, obviously. Um, but I don't think that the uh, the the you know the return to work orders have have come out yet. I don't know that they're if they're going to or not. Uh, but I think that uh, for people that were able to uh, work remotely and 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 make moves based on that, are still doing that to this day. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. But obviously, if you know people are being called back to work. It physically, um, then, you know, a lot of people that made those moves are going to have to either change where they live or change their job. I'm speaking with Sean Cathcart. He's the senior economist at the Canadian Real Estate Association. We're talking about uh, new home sales uh, data out for the month of May from uh, from the CREA today, showing an 8.6% decline in uh, home sales between April and May 2022, uh, built on a larger drop recorded back in April. And seeing really what we're seeing in the market, I guess, is kind of a return to what, to what a normal May would have looked like a while back, but certainly with a lot less supply. When we come back, just a bit more about if you're thinking of selling, if you're thinking of buying, what you should know, what do these numbers tell you? And uh, we never asked for a crystal ball, but we will ask Sean to, to look ahead to see what might happen for the rest of the summer. Uh, that's coming up. I'm speaking with Sean Cathcart this half hour. He's the Canadian Real Estate Association senior economist. They have new data out today for the month of May, showing an 8.6% drop in home sales across Canada, pretty much evened out across the country. Some areas doing better than others, uh, some flat, a few declines here and there, but uh, really uh, just down from those really, that really, really high sales that we were seeing uh, a little bit earlier uh, during that boom post pandemic, well, post pandemic, uh, <laughs> just sort of what we saw with the housing market go absolutely. Um, I wouldn't call it out of control, but certainly very heated of late. Uh, Sean, if I'm looking to sell, and I know you don't give real estate advice, but just with, what are the numbers telling you about uh, for buyers out there? Are they are they really a hesitant bunch? Or sellers, rather, are they a hesitant bunch right now? Or are they looking at uh, trying to jump in the market? Because as you mentioned, there's very little supply out there. There's still very little supply. There's more than there was, and certainly fewer buyers. Um, I don't think, you know, for a lot of people that, you know, a year ago, you might have got, you know, you throw it on the market and get 10 offers and, and, and some people knocking on your, on your door that day trying to put in a preemptive offer. I think that uh, a lot of that has gone away, not all of it. Um, you know, I, I often say you, you don't go from red hot to ice cold overnight. You go from uh, red hot to sort of a little bit more lukewarm. And I, I think that's the, the market we're looking at now. And, uh, you know, so if you're a seller, um, you know, you, you put it on there with a realistic asking price and it, it, it might not sell in a week anymore. Um, but you know, you can afford to, you know, that's the way it was for, for most of history, for most of us that have sold a home, um, you know, that you don't get uh, people clamoring, um, uh, you know, 20, uh, you know, young millennial couples clamoring, uh, to give you their money. Uh, that's not going to happen anymore because people just can't afford to borrow as much money as they could. Uh, people are more hesitant, but I think that that's what, what most of us wanted uh, it was, was a slowdown. As you said, you know, it was a, a market that was too hot. Uh, that's now uh, uh, cooling off. And uh, I think that's a good thing. And so it just means that your, your place might be on the market a little bit longer. And, uh, you know, if you're thinking that you're going to get 100 over asking, well, 
I think those days are, are maybe past for, for a lot of parts of the country. And for buyers who are standing back, because clearly if interest rates are rising, that puts some pressure on buyers to move quickly. But also if you suspect prices are going to fall, you might also wait around to see what happens with that. So a bit of a, bit of a, cho- a choice to make. Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. Um, you know, I think that the, uh, the one saving grace, and this is sort of a blessing and a curse, is that those five-year fixed mortgage rates tend to price in uh, what they expect the Bank of Canada to do over the re- remainder of the year. They're pricing most of that in already. And so as the Bank of Canada continues to raise, now, if they go 75 basis points next month, which I'm hearing chatter about, uh, that, you know, those five-year fixed rates could go up a little bit more. Um, but for the most part, that's priced in. So I, I, I don't think that there's a huge rush right now. I think that it's, it, it's wise to be, um, you know, careful. Uh, I, I've seen this before where buyers will step back and go, let's just see what happens. And what often happens is uh, prices sort of stabilize and everything calms down. And then they go, okay, well, let's just go out and, and, and uh, you know, start looking at properties again. And ultimately, people that are looking for somewhere to live, I mean, the interest rate is what it is, the price is what it is. Uh, and so people need to sort of live their lives um, but oftentimes in, in periods of flux, like we're in right now, uh, you can really get people that just go sit on the sidelines and say, you know what, like, I mean, no rush, like, let's just see what ha- see how this plays out. Uh, and I think that's the kind of situation we're in right now. But as I said before, um, it's not like there's, uh, you know, a million properties out there for sale. Uh, we're, you know, only just coming off the very lowest level uh, in Canadian history, uh, data that goes back to 1980. So um, you've still got major supply issues out there. And if if you're a buyer, this might be your chance to, to grab something if you're outcompeted, uh, it, you know, in the last couple of years. Given your role as a chief economist at the Real Estate Association, just how volatile and how unpredictable has the housing market been in the last couple of years for you to try to figure out what's happening and make sense of the numbers and the data that you're getting? Well, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, it was very difficult to make a forecast for anything. Uh, if you can remember what that felt like when you, you know, I remember walking around my neighborhood and crossing the street when somebody was 200 feet away. It's obviously like we're, we're more back to normal now. Um, and of course, everyone got that one wrong. Everyone thought that the housing market was going to crash. And then we had the strongest uh, a bull market that we've ever seen. Um, I think right now it's actually a little bit easier to forecast because uh, the main factor influencing things is interest rates. And I can get a database on that and look at it and say, well, you know, it's pretty obvious what's going to happen here. The market's going to slow down when it's harder for people to borrow money Um, versus a year. It's amazing uh, in the space of a year that five year fixed mortgage rates have gone from the lowest level ever to uh, right now, the highest level in over a decade. Um, And so the reaction in the market is actually pretty easy to predict um, you know, it's, it's not surprising that we're forecasting prices to get sort of halted in their tracks here and for sales to be a lot lower than they were a year ago. So in that sense, it's easier. Uh, and with, with we, as you mentioned earlier, the Bank of Canada, obviously we're hearing chatter, but at least another 0.5% increase, perhaps even higher than that. Uh, but you're saying that that's really already being factored into stuff. So if someone's going out to look at a mortgage right now, the chances are what the Bank of Canada may do for the rest of 2022 is already is already worked into that to some extent. To some extent, but I mean, if you like, you know, the, the, the pace of rate hikes that's expected now is, you know, uh, we, we've gone up, uh, you know, 1.25% at this point. Uh, so we're at 1.5. I mean, like markets are expecting it to be over three by the end of the year. They've only got four more meetings to do that. Um, so that's not carved in stone. And I'm, you know, that's not my prediction. That's just looking at sort of what financial markets are expecting, uh, the street. Um, 
But uh, that's a really steep pace of rate hikes. But like you say, a lot of that is already priced in, but that pace is steepening by the day here. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if mortgage rates go up again. Will be uh, interesting to see your reports in the months to come. Sean Cathcart, thank you so much for your time tonight. Anytime. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.